welcome to day four of waiting on the lord and welcome to a summary of acts chapter four and today i'm going to divide Acts chapter four into three different sections and we'll look at different sections as we summarize uh, this chapter i hope and pray that as you study it for yourself that the holy spirit will open your eyes to behold wonderful things from the word of god in jesus name uh, the first section of Acts chapter 4, the first segment is what I call the believer's troubles. Uh, the second segment is the believer's prayer. And the last segment is the believer's fellowship. In Acts chapter 4 verse 1, we see Peter and John um, arrested by the priest, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. They were confronted by these leaders. Scripture says in verse 2 that these leaders were very disturbed. That Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. You know, you can imagine after such a great impact on the life of a 40 plus year old man who hadn't walked since birth that the reward they get for that one of the rewards they get for that one of the outcomes of their preaching is to end up in jail brethren whenever you engage in activities that move the kingdom of god forward heaven rejoices and hell is disturbed heaven does not necessarily rejoice when we buy a new cloth new clothes new house a new car but when a soul is delivered from hell, when a soul is delivered from a destructive path, heaven rejoices and hell is disturbed. No wonder the leaders in those days, as scripture writes, says that they were very disturbed about what Peter and John were preaching. Brethren, you can expect resistance. You can expect pushback. When you or I do anything that moves God's kingdom forward, or you and I do anything that promotes the value of God, His values, His righteousness, especially in the marketplace, but expect God to back you up. Expect God to keep working in you and through you. You see, we must have the right perspectives about trials, about persecution, about troubles, Otherwise, the devil will lie to us and tell us that what we are going through is unique to us and tell us that we've done something wrong. That's why we are going through the challenges that we are going through. You see, in James chapter 1, verse 2, James writing, he writes, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So James says, trouble gives you an opportunity for great joy. I will add for great testimony. Trouble gives you an opportunity to grow an opportunity for your endurance your ability to stay to be patient uh, for your endurance to be fully developed helps you to become more perfect 
and complete as you walk with the Lord. Now James continues, he said, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And so no matter the challenges that you're going through, no matter the trouble that you're going through, ask God for wisdom. Wisdom to navigate those challenges. Wisdom to know what to do, what to say, when to act, when not to act. Wisdom to know who to talk to, who to consult with, who to reach out to for help. Wisdom to know what materials to read, where to do what to do research, where to do research and how where to get some help. Wisdom to know how to stand your ground, how to stand in the place of prayer, and how to stay faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter chapter 4, Peter was writing in verse 12. He said, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Peter said, hey, don't be surprised when you're going through these fiery trials. It's not strange. He said, be glad that these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering. Hallelujah. And then he keeps writing, he says in verse 14 of 1 Peter chapter 4, that if you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. Said you may be insulted. They might call you names at the place of work. They might call you names even within your family setting. Oh, this person is a cake. Oh, this person doesn't really know what's happening. They are too spiritual. Say if they call you names, if they insult you because you bear the name of Christ, don't be angry with people. Don't let that tick you up. Bless them. Hallelujah. But then Peter writes again, he said in verse 15 of chapter 4, If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, for stealing, for making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. You know, sometimes some people might say, well, I'm suffering for Christ. But the truth is that they're really suffering for doing some things that they should not have done. Sowing seeds of discord sowing seeds of bitterness, sowing seeds of gossip, or doing things that the Lord has not asked them to do. Peter writes and he says, when you go into trouble, when you suffer, make sure that if not because of something you did or something you said that you should not have done, you should not have said. Verse 16, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God. For the privilege of being called by his name. In Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus was speaking to the disciples, verse 16, he said, Look, I'm sending you out, Matthew 10, 16, as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes. One version said, Be as wise as snakes and harmless as those. But beware, for you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity 
tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. Hallelujah. Because when you get into this kind of trouble, it is an opportunity for you to talk about me. Which means that some people may never get the chance to share the gospel with others or may never get the chance to hear the gospel from us unless we get into trouble. Now, I'm not saying that all trouble is from God. But sometimes God uses the trouble that come our way as an opportunity to glorify His name. Hallelujah. In verse 19 of Matthew 10, Jesus says, When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. Hallelujah. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the Spirit of your Father speaking through you are you going through some challenges are you going through some trouble and you're thinking what do I say how do I respond hallelujah the spirit of God lives in you the spirit of God can give you the words to say the spirit of God can give you wisdom to know how to respond Tap into what God has put on the inside of you. And you'll be amazed at how God will help you navigate through the troubled waters. David, writing in Psalm 23, says, Yea, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know, it, it speaks about in the valley of the shadow of death. Say, God is with me. God's rod, He corrects me. His staff, He guides me. His guidance, His correction is available to me. His wisdom is available to me. Even in the midst of trouble. Hallelujah. And so, the, the, the leaders continue to analyze and interrogate disciples. The scripture says in verse 13 of Acts chapter 4 that the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. Wow! These guys are ordinary men, fishermen, uneducated, no formal training. Yet they had this boldness. So they were so bold that Peter said there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Hallelujah. Verse 11. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures. When he said the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And in that verse of 13, they were surprised with their boldness. But then they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, even though they had no formal training, the fact that they had been with Jesus, they had spent time with Jesus, gave them a boldness that no training could give them. Now, I'm not discounting the importance of training, of studying scriptures, of reading, and if God gives you the opportunity, of getting advanced knowledge in the things of God through the study of scriptures and through formal training. 
But brethren, when you spend time with Jesus, oh, it makes all the difference. Oh, it makes your faith to shine. Oh, you get a kind of boldness that no man, no human being, no training can keep. When you spend time with Jesus. Hallelujah. Today as we wrap up, you know, the other sections, it talks about the believers' prayer, how they prayed for boldness, how they prayed that God would make them effective in ministry. And then the last section talks about the believers' fellowship, how they had one one heart and one mind and they shared what they had. They made sure that there was no needy person in their midst. Hallelujah. And that God's great blessing was upon them. Today I pray, I prophesy that God's presence, God's goodness and mercy will continue to follow us in the name of Jesus. And that when people look at us in the marketplace, when they look at us in our family, that the one thing they will say is that these folks have been with Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen.